Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. You ever been hanging out with a couple and then they start kind of bickering and arguing about something and all of a sudden the vibes get, you know, bad and weird? That's what I imagine Julia and John Gottman's day-to-day is like. They're world-renowned researchers and clinical psychologists famous for their work on couples therapy. They've also been married for more than 30 years, so they've got some practice navigating conflict, which is the topic of their latest book, Fight Right, How Successful Couples Turn Conflict into Connection. Conflict really has a purpose, and the purpose is mutual understanding. NPR's Life Kit spoke with the Gottmans about why it matters how you fight and got some tips on how you and your partner can get something productive out of a fight. That's coming up. Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares why Betterment believes cash can be a strategic choice. There are times when the market is volatile, when customers are a little nervous about investing. We came to understand that there was an opportunity to introduce cash as part of an investing strategy and to give back yields to the customer. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Ah, the satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online, find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times, and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. How you fight matters a lot more than you might think. The Gottman's new book, Fight Right, details the keys to successful conflict found in couples that master love. A couple that stays together and pretty much likes one another over time, and they're pretty satisfied with the relationship. That's a master. Versus a disaster, which is a couple that typically has really terrible conflicts and grows more and more distant and more and more unhappy. So we don't want to be disasters. But the great thing is that disasters can become masters simply by reconfiguring how they talk about their conflicts and become more connected. Good point, Joey. On this episode of Life Kit, we're going to learn how to fight right. Reporter Andy Tagle talks to the Gottmans about some of the most common fights in relationships, why they happen, and how we can turn conflict into connection. If you want to fight right, you first need to understand what Julie and John call the conflict culture of your relationship. Being aware of your fighting style and that of your partners will make it easier to connect amid conflict. So, first of all, what people can do is ask, how was conflict handled in your family when you were growing up? A lot of times, we will either imitate what our parents or our caretakers did when we were growing up, or we will go the opposite direction. And that background determines what our culture of conflict is. We might be conflict avoiders, Mm -hmm. which means we may just agree to disagree, but we don't resolve problems by really hashing out our own position on the issue and trying to reach a compromise. 
or we may validate each other in talking about conflict, which means we'll express our feelings somewhat, but very rationally, and we will move to problem-solving very quickly. We may not explore as deeply as we need to what's going on in our own position on the issue. And third, we may be volatile, which means lots of emotion, lots of intensity, lots of passion when we express our emotions. None of those is bad. It's simply a matter of recognizing which you are, avoidant, validating, or volatile, and talking with your partner about what kind of discussion and conflict helps you feel more comfortable and more listened to. Okay, let me just make sure I understand. In order to understand our styles to start, we need to interrogate our past and interrogate our influences. What else? What's next? One of the things that's very important, Andy, is uh, the ratio of positivity to negativity in a conflict discussion. And what we found was whatever style of conflict you have, the, the masters of relationships, the ones that stay together happily, have this ratio of five times as much positive emotion as negative emotion in a conflict discussion, which means that they're they're really creating this sort of lubricated climate of understanding by just expressing interest and nodding their heads and you know vocalizing and saying, "Oh, interesting. Hmm. Tell me more about that." You know, "Oh, wow." You know, and that kind of feedback, that eye contact and vocalization lubricates the wheels of communication. Whereas when there's a standoff, people people don't express any affection. There's very little humor and they're kind of, you know, like stone walls, just sort of standing there and really being opposite of one another and and disagreeing with their partner constantly, as opposed to trying to reach mutual understanding. Let's call this takeaway two. Whenever possible, but especially in conflict, aim for the positive. A little humor, offering some validation, or a simple, okay, I see your point, can go a long way in maintaining a successful relationship. Now, let's turn to some of the most common fights people have. The first one I want to cover with you, I am extremely guilty of, but if you tell my husband, I will deny (laughs) that I said that. Um, (laughs) You call it the bomb drop. Uh, Please, can you tell us what we're talking about? Give us an example of the bomb drop fight. Sure. A lot of times it comes from not feeling entitled to really ask for what you need and suppressing uh, your irritation and your upset and not talking about it. And then when it finally does come out, it's almost like you've dropped a bomb on the relationship. And what typically happens is you express your discomfort by describing your partner, not describing yourself. So we call it harsh startup. And you really describe your partner in very negative terms. And you say, you know, the problem in this relationship is that you're so selfish. You're inconsiderate. You only think about yourself. And, and they go on and on really pointing a finger at their partner. And that's guaranteed to lead to defensiveness. Mm. So that's what a bomb drop is. 
the um, the defining quality of this type of fight is that it kind of comes out of nowhere. You know, like you're walking along and mm-hmm. everything's fine. It seems like you're having a good day, and it's suddenly like, I can't believe you, right? <laughs> right. Like, you have been awful for the past 10 years. <laughs> right? Is that, do I have that right. right? Exactly. You got it. Okay. So we don't want to do the harsh startup or drop that bomb. John, can you explain the alternative, what you call the soft startup? What that means is you point your finger not at your partner, but at yourself and say what you feel about a situation, not about a person, but about a situation that is irritating or upsetting you. And then you talk about what you do need. And in effect, the masters are giving their partner a recipe for succeeding with them, a way to shine for them. So I feel about what, and here's what I need. And a positive need is the opposite of what you don't need, what you don't want, what you're upset about. So you really have to do a little bit of of work to think about what do you want, And so this softened startup has those three parts to it. I feel about what, and here's what my positive need is. Let me give you an example of the difference between a harsh startup and a softened startup. So let's say that your partner's mother is coming over for dinner tonight, and she always finds something to criticize you about, no matter what. It's your cooking, it's your cleaning, you know, whatever, Mm. your child raising. She always criticizes you. So you want to bring this up to your partner. A harsh startup would sound like this. Dear, your mother is a wart on the back of humanity. (laughs) All right. Okay. How's your partner going to respond to that? Probably not well unless uh, your partner totally agrees with you. That's always a possibility. However, softened startup would sound like this. Honey, I'm really feeling nervous there's the emotion, about your mother coming over to dinner tonight. She often finds something to criticize me for. That's the situation. Would you please stand up for me if she does that again? There's the positive need. That's how your partner can shine for you. And Andy, let me contrast that with when you do this following thing, then I feel this way and and I don't like that. That's in an attack mode because it immediately puts the other person in a defensive place. You know, so here you're not saying you're the fault of my emotion. You're saying the situation is really frustrating for me or upsetting to me. And here's what I need from you. And that's a whole different way of of being gentler in starting up talking about a conflict issue. So, takeaway three, when it's time to fight, start soft. That formula again is I feel plus situation plus positive need. By using that I statement, keeping the discussion about only the matter at hand rather than your whole relationship or your partner's character— and asking them for exactly what you need to feel connected, you're providing your partner space to react calmly and a roadmap for a successful conversation. That was NPR's Andy Tagle speaking with John and Julia Gottman about their book, Fight Right, How Successful Couples Turn Conflict into Connection.
The Embedded Podcast brings you eye-opening reporting. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Immersive journalism. I could smell the smoke. I could smell the dust. Personal stories. I was scared. Like, I can't protect you. We are NPR's home for documentary storytelling. Find Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. You don't just live in your home. You live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, local amenities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR.